Well, hello and welcome to Faith Life 365, episode number 35. Now, if you've missed any of our past uh, episodes, go back and uh, listen, watch, read, uh, get caught up with us. Website, uh, www.faithlife365.org. I have a Rumble channel, YouTube channel if you like to watch. I have Podbean uh, connection link there if you'd prefer to listen. I have a blog if you'd prefer to read. Go check us out there. It would be uh, much appreciated. Now, in this episode, we're going to continue talking about the end times. So let's say a prayer here, and we're going to jump in and get started. Father God, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. For your awesome word we thank you father for the opportunity to discuss your word to read your word father to look at the prophecies that have been given to look at our current events father and see how they apply with us today lord we ask that you renew our minds open our hearts father open our eyes let us see in our ears that we may hear father let our faith grow as we see and hear your word in the name of jesus amen amen all right now, in episode 34, we left off, we were talking about digital currencies and current technologies that would allow for a mark of the beast type policy and policing to occur uh, now. And so what I'd like to do is look at some other current event topics and how they may be fitting into the end times. Now, as I go through some of this, uh, you know, I'll tell you, some of you may think, uh-oh, he's, he's going to go on cuckoo on me. Uh, but follow with me, pray about it, and let God speak to your heart. But um, I believe, I truly believe that a lot of these things are tying directly into these end times and where we're at today. So let's start by looking at uh, experimenting with human genetics and, and where we are. Here's a Newsweek headline. Human-monkey hybrid embryo created by Joint China-U.S. scientist team. And uh, this was by Natalie Coralasi on uh, April the 16th of 2021. Also, American Military News headline, China's testing biologically enhanced super soldiers on their own troops, says uh, Department of National Intelligence Ratcliffe. Now, this was December the 4th of 2020, an article by Ryan Morgan, and here's an excerpt from the article. John Ratcliffe, the U.S. Director of National Intelligence, said on Thursday that U.S. intelligence found China conducted human testing in the hope of developing soldiers and biologically enhanced capabilities, or with biologically enhanced capabilities. Now, U.S. intelligence shows that China has even conducted human testing on members of the People's Liberation Army in hope of developing soldiers with biologically enhanced capabilities. Now, Ratcliffe wrote in an op-ed for the Wall Street Journal, there are no ethical boundaries to Beijing's pursuit of power. Another uh, biotecharticles.com headline, now this was back from 2013, but it's interesting, superhumans genetically modified humans by... Uh, I can't pronounce his name, G-E-E-T-A-N-J-A-L-I-M-A-R-A-R-I. And this was back in uh, March of uh, 2013, but listen to this excerpt from the article. The technology of genetically modified organisms, GMO, has given boost to many transgenic crops, plants, and animals, despite of the fact that many ethical 
social, and legal issues are associated with GMO products. It is still highly beneficial for us. On the same context, many biotechnology companies working with the United States military are aspiring of genetically modified humans with the dream of producing super soldiers. The genetically modified humans or super soldiers will be able to regrow their limbs that were destroyed by the blast during the war. With the fund of $2 billion per year, the Pentagon's Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, known as DARPA, recently unleashed this news. As of right now, DARPA has a functioning exoskeleton that enables soldiers to run far faster and handle heavy weights. This is but a step in the direction or in the direct of full modification of the genetic coding of soldiers. And I believe it meant to say a step in the direction of full modification of genetic coding of soldiers. So now another article, uh, businessinsider.com. Uh, this is April the 9th of 2021. Elon Musk's brain chip company, Neuralink, released a video of a monkey playing video games with its mind. And this is Isabel Hamilton. Uh, wrote the article, excerpt uh, from the article, reads, Elon Musk finally got to show off his monkey. Neuralink, a company founded by Musk that is developing artificial intelligence-powered uh, microchips to go in people's brains, released a video Thursday appearing to show a McKay using the tech to play video games, including Pong. Musk has boasted about Neuralink's test on primates before, but this is the first time the company has put one on display. Now, during a, presenta a presentation in 2019, Musk said the company had enabled a monkey to control a computer with its brain. So now, uh, by now, you might be asking, what does any of this have to do with end times prophecies, Tim? So stick with me here, all right? And like I said before, you might think I'm off my rocker here, I'm going a little cuckoo, or that I'm chasing conspiracy theories, but that's okay. Hear this out. See, if you don't believe it has any application towards the end-time prophecies and God doesn't put it in your spirit, that's, that's fine. At least you're going to become aware of maybe some things that are currently being experimented with that you might not uh, have already been aware of, and, and maybe some things that occurred back in the beginning of human existence that you may not be aware of or recall. So let's go there now in Genesis chapter 1 verses 20 through 28. It's going to be a little bit long. New Living Translation. <clears throat> then God said, let the water swarm with fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and swarms in the water and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the seas. Let the birds multiply on earth. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and wild animals. And that is what happened. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock and small animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, 
Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Now I want to take note that God said, Each producing offspring of the same kind. You may have noted I emphasized that. And that God created human beings in his own image. So let's jump to Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 through 13. When man began to multiply on the face of the land and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of man were attractive, and they took as their wives any they chose. And I'm going to stop now. The sons of God that he's referring to is not man as Adam and flesh of man. It is the angelic beings, okay? So when he says sons of God, we're speaking of angelic beings. They saw that the daughters of man were attractive, and they took as their wives any they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh. His days shall be a hundred and twenty years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came in to the daughters of man, and they bore children to them. These were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. And so God, or the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. And Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 39 and 40. This is the English Standard Version. For not all flesh is the same, but there is one kind for humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly is of one kind, and the glory of the earthly is of another. Now, what would have angered God to the point that he wanted to destroy all flesh? I mean, what kind of wickedness would bring God to the point of destroying all flesh, animals included? See, in Genesis chapter 6, as I had spoke while we were reading, the sons of God is referring to spiritual beings, angels, angelic beings, not human men. The children produced by these angelic beings, which would be fallen angelic beings because they've disobeyed God by, by coming down to man or women, to man, the, the daughters, and reproducing. Uh, so these, we'll call them fallen angels or angelic beings, 
uh, reproduced with human women, they were called Nephilim. Nephilim in Hebrew means giants. So the Nephilim contaminated God's creation. They were made from fallen angelic beings mixing with humans. Therefore, their DNA was altered from God's creation. So the Nephilim, or giants, further procreated with humans, producing more giants. Now the fallen angelic beings sinned against God when they procreated with humans. Uh, God made man in his image. The fallen angels then altered man's genetic makeup, thereby creating the giants. So God hated this as, as they, they were not the beings that he created uh, in his image and breathed life into. They were not offspring produced after the same kind that he created in his image. Now, I'm going to introduce verses and read from the book of Enoch. And I know some are like, what is the book of Enoch uh, or Enoch? Okay, so, um, and I know some will understand. So before you get too excited about it, I fully realize uh, there's controversy over the book of Enoch and that it's not a book that was included in the Bible as the inspired Word of God. Uh, however, uh, research shows that there were seven fragmented copies of the book of Enoch found in the Qumran caves along with the other Dead Sea Scrolls. And uh, Enoch uh, is referred to in the book of Jude in the New Testament, and it was a well-known work or book at the times uh, Jesus was on the earth or at least when the apostles were spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I'm not claiming it's part of the Bible or that it's the inspired Word of God. I, I don't know. Uh, or that you should take it as absolute truth that it's uh, Word of God. Um, it does provide interesting information, perhaps, as to why God would have wanted to destroy animals and the birds also. So take it for interesting information from a book that was discovered with the other Dead Sea Scrolls, uh, I believe, 1947, I believe, is when they were discovered. Now, if, if you're not familiar with Enoch, Enoch was the great-grandfather of Noah, and Enoch, he never died. He walked with God, and God took him. So uh, we'll read that here, Genesis 5, chapter 21 through, uh, chapter 5, verse 21 through 24, the New Living Translation. When Enoch was 65 years old, he became the father of Methuselah, who was the oldest man listed in the Bible. Now, after the birth of Methuselah, Enoch lived in close fellowship with God for another 300 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Enoch lived 365 years, walking in close fellowship with God. Then one day he disappeared because God took him. So now I'm going to read from the book of Enoch. Enoch 6, uh, chapter 6, verse 1 through 3. And it came to pass when the children of men had multiplied that in those days were born unto them beautiful and comely daughters, and the angels, the children of heaven, saw and lusted after them and said one to another, Come, let us choose us wives from among the children of men and begat us children. And Enoch, chapter 7, verses 1 through 6. And all the others together with them took unto themselves wives, and each chose for himself one, and they began to go in unto them and to defile themselves with them. And they became pregnant, and they bare great giants, whose height was three thousand eels, who consumed all acquisitions of men. And when men could no longer sustain them, the giants turned against them and devoured mankind. And they began to sin against birds and beasts and reptiles and fish, and to devour one another's flesh and drink the blood. 
Then the earth laid accusation against the lawless ones. So now again, the book of Enoch is not included in the Bible. Uh, there are some Orthodox Ethiopian Jews and Ethiopian Christians who do include the book of Enoch in their Bible. Uh, and uh, They're the only ones that I know of. But uh, this accounting does not conflict with the book of Genesis, uh, but it does add some more details which state that even the animals had become corrupted by fallen angels, and this is why I included it. Uh, so anyway, uh, I'm going to assume that almost everyone knows the story of Noah and the flood. Now, if, you're not, if you don't know the story of Noah and the flood, uh, be sure to go read about it in the book of Genesis. God destroyed all of the living creatures on the earth, with the exception of Noah, his wife, his three sons and their wives, and the animals that God gave them to take on the ark. Now, <clears throat> Noah and his children's DNA had not been corrupted by the falling angelic beings uh, in his lineage, nor had they followed their wicked ways. Noah and his family had remained faithful to God. Now, the giants didn't end with the flood, though. Uh, as we know, after the flood, giants once again emerged, and over time, God destroyed them from the earth and bound all of the uh, fallen angelic beings who were responsible. And, you know, we, we just have to assume from this that other uh, angels, fallen angelic beings, once again procreated with human women to create this. But Second Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 7, a New Living Translation says, For God did not even spare even the angels who sinned, he threw them into hell in gloomy pits of darkness, where they are being held until the day of judgment. And that judgment will be the great white throne judgment. And God did not spare the ancient world except for Noah and the seven others in his family. Noah warned the world of God's righteous judgment. So God protected Noah when he destroyed the world of ungodly people with a vast flood. Later, God condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah and turned them into heaps of ashes. He made them an example of what will happen to ungodly people. But God also rescued Lot out of Sodom because he was a righteous man who was sick of the shameful immorality of the wicked people around him. Jude, chapter 1, verse 6 through 7, New Living Translation. And I remind you of the angels who did not stay within the limits of authority God gave them, but left the place where they belonged. God has kept them securely chained in prisons of darkness, waiting for the great day of judgment. And don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, which were filled with immorality and every kind of sexual perversion. Those cities were destroyed by fire and serve as a warning of the eternal fire of God's judgment. So after God led the Israelites out of Egypt, Moses sent 12 spies into the Promised Land to scout out the land. Joshua and Caleb, they returned with a good report ready to go take the land God promised them. But, but that wasn't the case for the other ten, see. In Numbers chapter 13, verse 27 through 33, New Living Translation, this was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here's the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there were powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Uh, the Amalekites live in Negev, and the Hittites and Jebusites and Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea, along the valley, uh, the Jordan Valley. 
Uh, and and I, I'm not going to finish reading through that, but but all of these mentioned were lands, were giants, these different these different ones, and this this frightened the other ten spies. And so because of the bad report from from uh, all of these other spies, except for Joshua and Caleb, uh, and and the people's lack of faith in God, God had the Israelites wander in the desert for forty years until the unfaithful had died. And after this, the Israelites returned to their faith in God, and He delivered their enemies, including the giants into their hands. And Numbers 21, 31 through 35, the New Living Translation, so the people of Israel occupied the territory of the Amorites, giants, after Moses sent men in to explore the Jazer area. They captured all the towns in the region and drove out the Amorites who lived there. They then turned and marched up the road to Bashan, but King Og of Bashan and all his people attacked them at Edri. The Lord said to Moses, do not be afraid of him, for I have handed him over to you, along with all his people in his land. Do the same to him as you did to King Shihon at, uh, of the Amorites, who ruled in Heshbon. And Israel killed King Og, his sons, and all his subjects. Not a single survivor remained. Then Israel occupied their land. Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 11 of the New Living Translation. King Og of Bashan was the last survivor of the giant Rephites. His bed was made of iron and was more than 13 feet long and 6 feet wide. It can still be seen in the Ammonite city of Rabbah. Amos chapter 2 verses 9 and 10, New Living Translation. But as my people watched, I destroyed the Amorites, though they were as tall as cedars and as strong as oaks. I destroyed the fruit on their branches and dug out their roots. It was I who rescued you from Egypt and led you through the desert for 40 years so you could possess the land of the Amorites, or the giants. And many of the people and nations uh, mentioned here uh, were giants, and God gave them all over to the Israelites. Now later on in the book of Samuel, we read about how David killed Goliath, who was also a giant. And the Bible tells us he had three brothers, and Goliath was six cubits and a span. An ancient cubic was approximately the length of a human forearm. Now, based on this, Goliath would have been between 9 and 11 foot tall. And, and Samuel tells us, uh, Second Samuel tells us, that Goliath's three giant brothers were slain by David's men at a later time. So where are we today? And you're just like, what? okay, where, where are we going with this? Where are we going with this, brother? You're, you're all over the place here. We're talking about giants, and we're supposed to be talking about end times. Where are we today with this? How can any of this tie into our present world or the end times? We're getting there. Luke chapter 17, verses 26 through 30 of the New Living Translation. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking and marrying and being given in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. And the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, just as it was in the days of Lot, they were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But on the day when Lot went out from Sodom, fire and sulfur rained from heaven and destroyed them all. So will it be on the day when the Son of Man is revealed. I want you to think about this. The people were enjoying banquets, parties, and weddings right up until the flood came and swept them away. What are we doing today? 
we're enjoying concerts and 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 baseball games and football games and and parties and NASCAR races whatever events that you enjoy we're enjoying it we're having parties we're having weddings uh, we're traveling we're vacationing we're doing all of these things right <clears throat> but what was the reason for the flood what was the reason see the reason for the flood was the wickedness that they were living in the contamination of God's creation by the crossbreeding of fallen angels with humans, creating the Nephilim, the giants, uh, who then also crossbred with humans. And this created giants upon the earth who were not interested in God, but who instead followed Satan. There was much wickedness upon the earth because man had turned from God. See, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. That's what the Scripture says. Many of the people were no longer God's creation, as essentially as their DNA was corrupted. They were not of the same flesh. There's a good argument uh, that even the animals had been corrupted, uh, if you believe the book of Enoch. So let's go and come back to our current day headlines. Human-monkey hybrid embryo created, created by joint China-U.S. scientist team. China's testing biologically enhanced super soldiers on their own troops, says DNI Ratcliffe. Superhumans, genetically modified humans. Elon Musk brain chip company. Neuralink released video of monkey playing video games with his mind. <clears throat> We're quickly going back to just as it was in the days of Noah when it comes to the genetic mutations. Maybe we're there. I mean, we, we really don't know the extent of these genetic experiments. How far have these experiments already been taken in secret? We don't, we don't know. We do know for a fact that scientists are conducting genetic experiments, placing human DNA in animals and vice versa, and growing embryos of this mixed human animal. We are currently corrupting the DNA of God's creation in attempts to make superhumans, or superhumans, I guess we should say. <clears throat> now, some of the reasons for these experiments, they're arguably good, right? I mean, it would be good if our soldiers could regrow lost limbs, right? I mean, who wouldn't be for that? Seriously, thinking about being able to replace arms, legs that have been blown off, eyes and ears and, 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 and stuff for, of our soldiers. Um, it would be good if any of us could regrow a lost limb that, that's, that's had a loss. It, it would be pretty cool to be able uh, to have super sight, right, or night vision or super hearing or to be able to run faster, jump higher, think or process information as fast as a computer, uh, control things with your mind, uh, to become a, a superhuman, supermen, superwomen, right? <clears throat> Be like Superman almost. Back, I don't know, years and years ago, what was that movie? Uh, I think it was The Million Dollar Man, Lee Majors. They, you know, give him bionics where he could run faster. He could see and hear and do all these things. You know what? This is no longer movies, folks. This is this is where we are today in genetic modifications and, and, and a lot of the things that they're trying to do to God's creation of our, our genetics. 
And so as scientists around the world are playing God with human, <clears throat> excuse me, and animal genetics uh, through these experiments, what else is going on? What's happening right now across this nation and around the world? Uh, promiscuous sex, pornography, child molestation, child pornography, child sex trafficking, bestiality, transsexualism, lust, abortion, aborted fetal tissue experiments. This list goes on and on and on. It's at an all-time high. And not only that, but we're expected, the Christians as people, are not, we're expected to accept these things as, well, this is normal. This is, this is the way things should be. These are, this is normal. That's what our government's telling us. That's what our school systems are telling us. That's what our college institutions are telling us, that, that this, is, this is normal. You see, I believe the vast majority of people still believe uh, in protecting our children from molestation and being used for uh, or, or child pornography and, and things uh, of this nature. Yet, there's still many, many people being arrested for these crimes against our children almost every day. Every kind of pornography you can think of is at one's fingertips. It's on our phones. It's on our computers. It's on billboards. It's on television, practically. Not just the ability to see it, but there's apps that allow people to instantly find others near them to participate. If you don't believe me, do a simple search on your phone or on your computer, and you're going to be flooded with pornographic websites or other pornographic apps. Now, I apologize if this is getting too graphic, but what I'm saying is fact. You see, these things are what God calls wickedness. And we're being bombarded with more and more wickedness day by day. Uh, in, in many ways, we're currently living as if it was in the days of Noah and the days of Lot. See, Jesus spoke of the days of Noah and the days of Lot for a reason. So are we there yet? Only the Father knows the day and the hour. But my question now, are you ready for the bridegroom? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Remember, when Jesus returns for the bride, for the church, for we Christians, it'll be in the twinkling of an eye, less than a second. The dead in Christ will rise first, and then we Christians will be caught up in the clouds. We'll be raptured with Jesus in the heaven. And when this happens, if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you will be left on this earth to face those seven years of tribulation. You will still be able to accept Jesus as your Lord, but you're going to have to suffer through the tribulation and all that comes with it. And what comes with that, the Word tells us, is torture, tribulation, and death. The Antichrist will kill, most likely behead, any and all Christians that they can find. And if they can't find you, you won't be able to eat. You will not be able to buy or sell or trade because... Uh, if you reject the mark of the beast, they're going to shut you off. So then you face starvation. <clears throat> and that's just the start. Look at, read Revelation. Look at all the other wrath and the tribulation that's going to come upon the earth if you're still here. But now, you don't have to do that. If you truly, in your heart, believe that Jesus is the Son of the living God, you can accept him in your life right now, that he's been raised from the dead by the Father. So if you would like to accept Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and accept the free gift of eternal salvation. That is the free gift of God Almighty. It's very simple. 
But you first must believe in your heart that Jesus is the true Son of God and that he came to earth as a man and that he died for your sins, that he was resurrected from the dead by the Father, by God, and is now in heaven with Lord God, seated at his right hand. He would then become your advocate once you accept him. Pray this prayer out loud right now, wherever you are, and you receive that free gift of salvation. Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that you died for my sins and that God raised you from the dead. By faith in your word, I receive the free gift of salvation. Thank you for saving me. Now, praise God for you. And congratulations. If you've prayed that prayer and you believed in your heart that you've been born again, uh, <clears throat> well, if you prayed that prayer and you believed on Jesus in your heart, you have been born again. And you are now a recreated spirit in Christ Jesus. And you need to get into the Word of God and renew your mind and grow in your new created spirit. Renew your mind to get in line with your spirit through God's Word. Find a church that preaches and teaches the Word of God. And there's a lot that don't, but find one that does. And you read and study that Word. Now that's all for this episode. Please join me in episode 36. There's much more to be said about the end times. But I feel led to discuss the topic of worthy or unworthy in the next episode uh, or two or three or wherever the Lord takes me with that. I want to thank you for listening. May God bless you and keep you today and every day as we grow in faith and live the faith life 365 days per year.